Lady Gaga on Radio 3 with Hold My Hand. Right, let's turn to the next part of today's program. In the next 10 minutes or so, you're going to hear an excerpt from the very last episode of Lion Rockers, which was uh, on air last Saturday. Well, I say the very last episode. The very last episode of Season 2. And what a fantastic season it has been. It really was such a great chance for me to get to sit down with some of the familiar voices that you hear about. So without further ado... Last week, I got the chance to meet and chat with star cyclist and Olympic medalist Sarah Lee YC. And her journey has just been one incredible story. She talks a little bit more about growing up in a public housing uh, in Hong Kong and how she found her passion uh, in cycling and how she's just full of energy. And she talks a little bit more about some of the setbacks that she faced uh, because it's all very well that we see all the glory and all the medals, but really behind the scenes she had to work double the she had to put in double the effort and put in so much work uh, in order to get to where she was so without further ado she starts a little bit with her childhood i grew up in uh old uh, now estate uh, which was the uh, oldest uh, public housing in Hong Kong. Uh, different from the other uh, public housing, there were long uh, corridors, which I usually wrote on that. And then it linked uh, different blocks together, so it uh, provides very close relationship in the entire uh, estate. Yeah. When did you start cycling then, or just playing for fun? The first time I uh, started cycling, uh, was around primary school, uh, primary one, yeah. Then I, after that, I stopped cycling because I want to study, start studying, and then uh, go into a better uh, se- a secondary school. Then, uh, but I keep on running because I feel like I have unlimited uh, amount of energy <laughs> in my body. <laughs> so I always like to uh, run and then uh, play with my laborers and uh, at that time after form three in the summer holiday I uh, went to a program called like talent star something like that and then uh, they had some tests for me and uh, they chose me to go to the cycling team and uh, that's my start uh, of cycling career what were you like as a child? I uh, I think I am a, a really uh, troubled, <laughs> troubled student <laughs> for my parents because I am a bit naughty and also uh, overly energetic um, and emotional. Uh, I actually uh, I cry a lot uh, in my childhood and. Right, like I, I, I cried when I couldn't go to school picnic, <laughs> and also I cried uh, when I couldn't play with my neighbors. <laughs> it's good. It's healthy that you show your emotions so well. Actually, that's good adjustment. Um, into you know, as adults, we should show our emotions. Maybe but- I didn't use uh, all my energy <laughs> for exercise, so I have to cry out all my energy. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So do you come from a big family, and what did your parents do as a living, for their living? Uh, I have one uh, 
brother and one sister. I am the youngest one, and my father and mother they they were a hawkers, and so they bought they they sell like women's clothes and also tissue something like. So I I sometimes help them to sell things. And I feel really interesting at that time. I didn't think like, oh, we are uh, living in a very poor environment, something. And uh, my sister and brothers always like to play uh, in the house uh, without our parents. <laughs> and so sometimes uh, my mother came back and then just scold us. Oh, why you make it so messy? And then we think, oh, it's so funny. <laughs> but for us, it's just like a, a playground in our house. Yeah. Yeah. What were you like as a student? Did you enjoy school? Yeah, I pretty enjoy school time, and I like learning and exploring new things. So uh, even though I like exercise more than uh, sitting on the table and then doing uh, homework. But um, at that time, I was a kind of a good girl. <laughs> yeah. And did you, did you enjoy all the studies? Did you want to, I mean, when did you decide you want to be a full-time athlete? Uh, actually, I only used like uh, two months to consider about it. Because um, I think I... I would become a police woman at that time. <laughs> it's because uh, when I was young, uh, a fire broke out near my house, and then I saw a policeman, a police officer, and uh, he came and then organized things very professionally, and also comfort my mother. And then so I think that I imagining that oh, I should become a responsible uh, police woman, and then. Uh, and also because I ran faster than the others, <laughs> and, and I thought that I was very smart. <laughs> yes, so I really want to um, contribute to Hong Kong. Uh, yeah, that's the dream, uh, dream job for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it is. There's something about being a calming presence to help the citizens. And yeah. As a child, you really look up to that. So when you decided to become a full-time athlete, what did your parents say? Uh, they they didn't want me to go because um, I, I am a girl. <laughs> yeah. And then they think that it's too dangerous. Uh, this, this career is not for a girl. Mm, but they know that uh, I really like exercising. Then I uh, and and they know that I won't listen to them. <laughs> and that you have such a talent in it as well. Did your coach also help to persuade them? Um, no, they didn't communicate at that. Uh, I think uh, in the earlier um, time they they won't they they won't they communicate like now nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, it's more traditional. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So how was it communicated between the two? Just you decide and then you follow yeah. the path? How, how? What was the process? Yeah, the process is like uh, our coach asked me to go to China on the next day <laughs> after the meeting. And then I uh, went back home and I told my mother, oh, I have to, I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> decided. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
because I think it's the, the only chance for me. Then uh, my mom, although my mom disagreed about my decision, but uh, she's still helped me uh, like packing my bag and then uh, uh, went with me uh, to buy something that I need. I think uh, my mom always uh, banned me, <laughs> even though like, sometimes I um, uh, met a little boy and then I uh, take him home and then they say, oh, just said, oh, uh, his, he was not a good, good one for you. And then uh, I always wonder, oh, what what is a good boy for uh, my mom? And then, uh, but I still listen to her. <laughs> How old were you then when you had to just pack your bag and then train uh, in China? Uh, I was 18 years old. Yeah. Wow, that's really young to just leave. Oh, at 17, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I didn't feel like I am. Very, I was very young. I felt like okay, uh, it's time for me to uh, the, uh, to be an independent and then uh, have an exciting uh, journey for myself. <laughs> Absolutely. And Sarah, you've represented Hong Kong in the Olympic Games three times. You also brought so much pride to the city by winning five golds in the Asian Games and also three gold medals in the UCI Track Cycling World Championships. That's really just remarkable achievements. And really, the whole of Hong Kong is really so proud of you. Looking back, though, which moments were you most proud of yourself? I think it's in 2019, uh, I got uh, two rainbow dresses in uh, the World Championship. At that time, I really feel, I really feel surprised that uh, I got another uh, gold medal in caring because it's really hard for a sprinters to a sprinter to win in two events uh so i think i am the first uh, woman who can uh, win in both events in the uh, same year and i was 33 and that was pretty old <laughs> I yeah. can't believe it because it's so young. But you're saying in the cycling sphere, that's considered an old. Age? Yes, and I, I, I was very old at uh, in our cycling team. And then uh, my first rainbow dress was in 2013, uh, 13. And then so is uh, uh, after six years, uh, I got it again, and. Uh, compared with the first uh, gold medal, I think um, 500 meters is only time trial and then show your ability. But um, sprint and carrying is more like a tactics and then you have to be smart and just have to think more in the race. So uh, I got all. <laughs> I got all events, so I think, uh, yeah, I'm the smartest one. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Because, and I think a lot of the times we only see the medals and the glory in the media, the front of it, but actually behind the scenes, I think being an athlete is a very lonely experience. Did you ever think, were there moments when you didn't feel motivated? You know, what about the training? How do you motivate yourself? And what were some moments that were quite tough looking back? Uh, I seldom feel unmotivated. Uh, yeah, 
I always motivated by people surrounding me. So uh, when my staff say, "Oh, cheer up! I'm I'm here to cheer up for you," and then I feel on uh, that day I I was full of energy. So uh, I'm really easy to uh, uh, motivate myself. Not like the others, like oh, they want to sleep uh, more, and then I want to wake up earlier. Yeah, I think it's my character. I、yeah. I really like to.、Um, Be a hardworking girl. <laughs> yeah, that、uh, strike me to、uh, stand out from the team. And that was Sarah Lee YC. If you like what you heard, then do go back to the homepage, and you can click back on Lion Rockers, and you can listen to the podcast, which is on Spotify and、uh, Apple iTunes. I really, really enjoyed chatting with Sarah Lee. She's such a humble person, and it just,、um, it just really, really an amazing story. And we talked a lot off off air as well. So, such a wonderful chance that we got to meet her、uh, through Lion Rockers, and of course, I met a lot of、uh, interesting. And a lot of wonderful Lion Rockers guests as well throughout the whole season.、Uh, so do go back to the homepage and you can revisit some of the episodes. I got to speak with Winifred Engelbrecht Bretskis, who's the CEO of the Hong Kong Jockey Club, and also Admiral Samuel,、uh, who's a para、uh, athlete also, and also Bernard Chan and Dr. Lau Yulong, Professor Lau Yulong from HKU, just to name a few. And Christine Lo, former Under Secretary for the Environment, and of course you can also revisit season one also. A lot of great movers and shakers in season one, and we'll just have to wait to see when season three will return. And of course, if you have any suggestions for any of the guests that you'd like to hear their story, then do let me know. I'm always, always looking for suggestions. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio Three is the number、uh, is the Facebook page. You can also just give me a call two three three eight eight two six six. Make me sweat.